What's up, guys? We're live with episode eight, the checkerboard check-in. Uh, with the usuals tonight, got D. Scott back tonight. He is not aiming for deer tonight. That's it, confirmed. I can see uh, his hands. I can see him. He is not aiming for deer. That we're good. Must, must mean he must not have hit any. But we're good. We got D. Kill Scott, Keenan, Murphy, Sawyer. Boys, what's going on? What's up? What's up? Just right off the jump, Lady Vols about to get a big win right here. It looks like. Now, there's about 30 seconds left. I may have just jinxed that. So, direct all anger towards me if they do come back and lose this, which if, – If they come back and lose, we're kicking hand, you from the show. Hand up. Hand up. I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> Wait, seven. Big free throws. Okay. Might be good. Maybe. Exciting radio. Live recap of TV. But we got Lady Vols. We got basketball from last night. Big win over South Carolina. Almost two big wins over South Carolina. Um, we'll get into staff hires. I believe all of our locks of the week hit, didn't they? Um, about staff being in place. Very, very close. Yeah, I, mean, I think yeah. uh, my, my lock came through. A uh, big old Tim Banks. Yeah. Love it. I mean, we'll get into it. We got – it wasn't – not full staff yet, but, I mean, you, you're starting to get a good picture of – I think we've got two position, one position, possibly two, just depending on how uh, if Tim Banks is calling the shots. Which I, I hope he is, since it's his side of the ball. We'll get into that. Just what it what it's going to look like, what the thing, what the defense going to look like. Um, Ty Simpson, that's the big one. Delayed his announcement. We'll get into that as well. Doesn't seem like it's anything serious. I think it's just weather related, but we'll get into that. And then we've got the baseballs to end the show too, starting the season off tomorrow. Very excited about that, but. If there's nothing else I'm missing, we'll get into it. Um, Lady Falls just won, just went final. I did not jinx it. D. Scott, screw you. <laughs> I just had to throw that in there. You know, if they lost, you're gone. The Jordan you're, Belfort, Wolf of Wall Street. I'm not, I'm not leaving. <laughs> that's, that's me right now. Uh, that's we, absolutely had massive for Kelly Harper, though. Yeah. Biggest win of her career? Oh, Yeah. Yeah. Since you've okay. been in coaching, yes, sir. What I figured, but I, I I just never get to follow the Lady Vols as close as I want to. But yeah, that's any. I mean, South Carolina is normally a power every year, aren't they? I mean, it's them, UConn, yeah. it's Baylor. Is Baylor still so, solid? They're Stanford. I think they're good, but I don't think they're what they were a few years ago. Stanford's still really good too. Was uh, who was Baylor's old coach? Um, Muffet McGraw um, was that her name? Muffet McGraw. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, that's a big win. Then. I mean, good week for basketball so far. Now we've yeah. got another test Saturday, and with I mean, we'll go ahead and get into it. I mean, do we ever know what we're going to get out of this team? Out of no men's basketball. Speaking Absolutely about not. And I mean, as much as you know, seven threes from Victor Bailey helps. You can't count on that every game at all. <laughs> And you got it. You still have to, you know, Fulkerson looked a lot more like himself in this game. He really did. He, uh, he was a presence. He made him, you know, he, he did, he stayed out of foul trouble, which is his main thing. And, uh, he made himself a presence. Uh, but I thought, you know, the, the shooting made up for the fact that, you know, you don't have Jaron, uh, uh, Josiah Jordan James, and stuff like that, but uh, you just can't count on that type of shooting the whole time. And I think I think South Carolina made seven threes in the first half. Uh, the defense has got to 
to be more like the beginning of the year. It has to. And uh, we, we have a couple games coming up that, you know, might not test us as much. But uh, going into the tournament, you're going to have to find that defense that we had at the beginning of the year. You have to. And that was that was a big point I had. We can get into that. It was just my initial thought was, I know they, they brought up the graphic. It's kind of well-known if you've watched them the last few games that they're playing at a faster pace now. I, I mean, I think I saw the stats somewhere online. Um, they moved from like 300 in offensive efficiency, like up to like one mid-100s now. So, I mean, you've nearly – nearly doubled what you, the rate you were running in terms of plays a game. So when I saw that, I kind of wondered, do you think it's just temporary defensive struggles right now while, while the offense is kind of humming? Or do you think it's my, – my thing was maybe if we're moving up and down the floor faster, maybe guys are just getting tired a little bit. Maybe we're going to have to start subbing in quicker or something like that. Just my thoughts, but what do you all think? What worries me is the half-court defense isn't as good. Um we have to get back to how we were playing half court, uh, whether that's mixing in a little bit of zone or or any, you know, whatever we need to do uh, to get back to limiting possessions, uh, limiting offensive rebounds is another thing. We I know we're not a huge team, but we have to limit offensive rebounds. And uh, I, I think that and finding our defensive identity are our main things right now. Um I think I think the offense will, you know, come if we have the defense to where we're used to being, and that's our identity: is defense first, then offense comes from that, and we 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 can't shy away from that. And you know, no matter how good the freshmen are, you know, we have to defense first, and then your offense comes from that. And that's our identity. So we'll see. We'll see. Anything yeah, else? I mean, uh, a lot of the times, and uh, it's, I, I've heard a lot of people say it's not possible, but a lot of the times when you see our guys in half court, man to man, they overhelp way too much. And like, you know, and y'all, I mean, you want to help, you know, you have to understand your uh, help side principles and everything, but. I mean, sometimes we're leaving guys like way too much space that we shouldn't be leaving space and they're knocking down shots or we have to rush to a closeout. They're driving right by then somebody else has to help. And that leaves a big open for a wide open dump layup, whatever. But I think we're switching too much. It's, it's a problem with switching. Mm -hmm. You can't, you can't, you can't switch off of Vescovi on a six, eight athletic person. You know, you know, you got, you gotta, uh, you gotta, absolutely match up and uh if the matchups aren't there then you know you're going to be in trouble it's going to be a it's going to be a mismatch and you know i think matching up right now we're just we're we're not seeing it we're not seeing it right now but i agree with keenan you know our, our identity is definitely defense first and defense can most definitely feed into your offense because if we're making stops, you know, we can get the ball, get the rebound, get it on the run, transition points. And I know the last – they showed a graphic last night, and I think it said, like, the first eight SEC games or whatever, we were averaging, like, 67, 66 possessions a game. Well, now we're averaging, like, 75 
I mean, that, that's nine more possessions because you're getting out and you're running more. I mean, you're just doing things a little different. And I think Barnes even addressed that a little bit, talking about how we're how they're getting out and running more and doing things a little different than normal. But I mean, 100%. The defense is always comes first when you think of Tennessee basketball, and it has to because their offense is here one night and then it's gone the next three. So you just never know. You have to rely on that defense. You're muted, Dig Taylor. There we go. Sorry. I didn't want to take my gulp of water down everybody's ear then. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think you pretty much summed it up then. I mean, I, the the help the help defense, but to me it's it's denying the ball too. Like, it, it seemed like beginning of this year every pass the opponent made was just contested. It, it was suffocating almost. And it's like we just play back, play off more, which maybe, maybe that's a – I mean, I'm not a huge basketball strategy guy. I mean, I defer to y'all more on that. But I wonder if if playing off the ball, not contesting every pass as much like that, is maybe to help set up your offense going forward so you're not guys diving everywhere trying to – which, if it helps, so be it. But it, it's that's the one thing that stood out to me is, like, every pass, no matter where it was in the half court, I mean, if it was back towards the half court line, I mean – it beginning of this year, it was like every pass, there was somebody right on them. Like, it, it just – it was suffocating. I mean, that, that was the word announcers. I would hear our boy uh, Jimmy Dykes, Tom Hart. It's, that was the word everybody described it with. It was just suffocating. And it now it just seems – I don't know. I mean, I don't think our defense is bad in any way. But, yeah, there's definitely – I'm, I'm far less worried about that than I was our offense, than I am our offense. I mean, it just after one good night, I mean, we've seen – Hopefully that doesn't happen Saturday because we play the always loved Kentucky Wildcats. But huh. I mean, you just you can never tell with them. I, I don't know. It's like we we sing praises on them one week, then they they prove us wrong. We talk about how I think I said it for the last week. This is a team that can easily get bounced in the second round, and I'm kind of confident they might right now. And then they come out and win by twenty over South Carolina and nearly hang a hundred points without one of arguably our team leader so I mean you can't I don't think anything's changed really over the last couple of weeks it's like the problems just kind of shift it's it's not really anything huge that you're concerned about but it's always hey you know this has to be fixed we're getting close now so maybe maybe the offense has clicked for good now maybe I, I would I'd rather have our offense humming like that and struggle a little bit defensively than vice versa one, just because exactly. getting into with the football team, I mean, it, if we're going to lose, make it make it exciting at least. I mean, I'd, I'd rather lose 100 to 98 than one of those 52, 51 games. I mean, those are – I love – don't get me wrong, I love good defense in, the, in any sport. But, man, that's – going <clears throat> six and a half minutes without making shots is – it's not exactly oh. – yeah, it's, it's hard to watch. It's not exactly great television. And we're at our best when we're making, you know, we're, we've got assists, you know, we're creating turnovers. That's that's when Tennessee basketball is at its best. And um, let, it, let your athletes get out and run. Uh, we're not used to having two freshmen that are projected lottery picks. I think uh, Springer's projected seventh overall and uh, Keon Johnson's projected ninth overall right now and you know just 
use that but at the same time you have to have some production from your veterans you absolutely have to have some production from your veterans uh you know Fulkerson showed a little bit this last game but between him and Pons and and you know hopefully we get Josiah Jordan James back next game we you know this the assist number I think the assist numbers reflect uh your success absolutely um I'm a I'm a big Grizzlies fan, and when they have their best their best games, it's when the assist numbers are way up, and uh, I, I think that's the key for this team is, is assist numbers. Uh, you you, you got to help out your teammates. You you, you got to you know you got to you know account for assists, and and that's a big thing for this team. So yeah, I mean. Murphy, D. Scott, y'all got anything that stood out to y'all? I mean, I, I, I watched I – mean, I missed the first quarter, so I still got to watch most of the game. But it kind of more of the same to me, honestly. I mean, it's just we, we've seen it before and then times we wish we could see it. Anything stand out to y'all? Uh, yeah, I think you guys covered it. It's just inconsistencies for me. Um, one night it's real good defense, inconsistent offense, and last night it was kind of the opposite. So, um, I like got from Bailey I want to I think one of y'all mentioned it in the group chat Victor Bailey Jr. is a guy you want to like but you just kind of have a hard time liking him because he's so daggum inconsistent yeah I feel the same exact way about him it, it, when he's on like he was last night he's shooting the lights out of the gym you can put 100 points plus up on the board as a team if you've got everybody else cooking but he's one of those guys that has to find a shot and when he's trying to find it and he's not hitting it he's a liability so uh, you guys covered most of it. it you know, got to be more consistent on both sides, um, put together complete games rather than one side of the ball is the other side's inconsistent. It's got to meet somewhere in the middle if, if they're going to make a deep run. Yeah. I mean, it, you, you brought up that point. I think that that was my, my text that I sent. It, when I watch him, honestly, it feels like, if it, it's not nearly to the same level yet, just mainly mainly because he hasn't been around, I haven't watched him play as much. But it feels like I'm watching 2018 Jarrett Garantano. It's like it's mm. like he he'll do just enough to where you're like, man, I just I want him to do good. I want to like him, and then he'll just do something so boneheaded. He'll miss a wide open layup. He'll he'll throw up a three that just I, I don't I don't know what the little and again not a basketball guy, so maybe I'm speaking completely out of term here, but the little move that he does where he's behind the three-point line, takes a couple dribbles up into the defender. I, I don't know. It's like he's trying to draw a foul almost, but I know I've seen him do it several times. It's like he he's behind the three-point line. He takes a couple dribbles up right in the defender's face and then raises up to shoot. It's like he's trying to get fouled, but his shot is naturally falling back. Like when he shoots, it's always like he's got just a slight fade away. So I don't know. I don't know what the move is. I don't think he's made one all year doing that. I just I I know Rick Barnes. If I'm seeing it like that, now not a basketball guy. Maybe it's something that he's being taught, like to try to draw a foul, but it just every time I see it, I'm like you pass up the slightly contested three for the 100% contested jump shot to maybe get a foul. I just, I don't know it. If I'm completely wrong, if, if y'all know an answer to that, that's actually strategy. I just, to me, it doesn't make any sense. That's the one thing he just, I don't know. I love him. Uh, when he, when he's on like last night, I mean, he's, 
he might be the most fun player to watch besides Keon to me or Jaden. I mean, but his shot's pretty, but I just don't understand that one little move. Not to dog on him. I mean, he dropped 29 last night. I mean, he was on fire for 99% of the game, but I don't know. That's that's the one thing. I hope he's rolling for good now because if he's rolling, he, he, he does give you something Viscovi doesn't. I mean, he he's quicker. He than gives you guys. athleticism, and yeah. he gives you you know a dead by three. So you know, Vescovi can can give you the three point percentage, but he can't give you that athleticism. And you know, we'd all love for Kenny Chandler to be on this team right now, but we we got to figure out our point guard position, and you know, it's between those two guys right now. Yeah, I mean. I- that's what we said before. Before we move on from basketball, we talked percentages last show. Percentage chance. Now I know what the answer is going to be already. I'm just dreaming right now. Percentage chance that Keon and Jaden say, hey, you know, let's pass up that NBA money and play with Kennedy Chandler next year. I'd put uh, – Not good. What's, I think it's better for Josiah Jordan James to stay than them to – What's slightly above point zero 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 percent? Is it just? Yeah. I guess how specific you want to get into it. Point zero 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 zero. Yeah. All your decimals there. <laughs> just imagine. I guess. I guess more than the chances of it happening. Just imagine if it would happen. That would. I mean, I'd... my thing is though, you got to look at it as, as a positive. It's definitely a positive. Um, you know, it's. It's Rick Barnes establishing establishing himself as a uh, top-notch recruiter again, uh, getting the absolute best talent in the country, and, um, you know, getting talent that, you know, people like Calipari just overlooked. And, uh, you know, I, it's not a bad thing in my opinion. You know, it, it absolutely lets the best players in this country know that Tennessee is a player – and um, you know we're we're, gonna, we're established and we're gonna be here for a while. So you know it's it's absolutely something that I think is a good thing. I wonder if California yeah. wishes he would have offered Springer and Keon now. Oh, I don't. I don't think he. Uh, I don't think he. He thinks about that every night. I think. <laughs> I'd say he's still seeing their fifty points in his freaking nightmares. <laughs> I hope he does again this week. I hope he sees sixty then. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's all I had on basketball. Um, if you want to, you can get we can get in the defensive staff here. That's what we were saying before the show. Um, right when we went live, I think all of our locks hit from the previous week about defensive staff being in place. I mean, it. We'll, we'll get into it, but depending on how Tim Banks wants to shape his offense you're missing one to two spots, maybe, just depending on that. We'll, we'll give a run through. And A to Z Sports in Nashville, they had a very good breakdown of what they thought the staff would look like. I know I read that article. I've got it pulled up right here, so shout out them. <laughs> but they hit on Willie Martinez, which I think was kind of known. Well, we'll start. Rodney Garner, the obvious. We covered that last show. Massive. I mean, one of the best hires Best hire you could have made for any position on the staff. It, it seemed like it was inevitable for a while, but as we know, anything this color is never inevitable until it's dry on ink on paper then. But <laughs> Rodney Garner official now. Um, Tim Banks, the new defensive coordinator, co-defensive coordinator, safeties coach from Penn State. Uh, he's been coaching for, I mean, 
experienced. I know that. I know it was at least like 15 years, something close to that. Been at Cincinnati previously, Central Michigan, Illinois. So, I mean, to me, we'll talk about that first before we get into the rest of the staff. To me, it was it was kind of an outside. I mean, I, I had I'd seen Tim Banks' name. I think maybe on VolQuest was, was somewhere I saw it on that they had referenced it. Um, but I just didn't know much about him. Uh, upon, like, seeing him, reading up more up on him, I mean, I think, like every other hire, it's going to be wait to see, and I'll get, I'll get y'all's opinion. But I'm excited, at least. I mean, it seems like his below-average defenses have been better than we have been under the supposed mastermind of defense, Jeremy Pruitt. So, I mean, at his floor – if, if we're any better, I mean, we talked about it before, just a couple stops a game if our offense is something like it's supposed to. So that was my reaction. I mean, didn't didn't really know as much about him as some of the rumored candidates, but I think we could have done a lot worse. I think, uh, you know, in his press conference, Heifel talked about, you know, on offense, we're going to be aggressive. We're going to push the ball down the field and blah, blah, blah. And he said, on defense, we're going to be aggressive, try to force a bunch of turnovers. And, you know, uh, we talked about it when Heifel got the job about the quarterback situation. Um, who's the best fit? And, I mean, he obviously didn't go for the big name here with this hire because we have Kevin Steele on our payroll. I mean, that would have been the big name. But he went for the best fit. And, I mean, we all we, we talked about it. Fits better than – a big name, in my opinion. It really is. You know, if yeah. you've got a guy that's here, if the guys like him, they're going to buy into what he's doing, by all means, to go get him. Now, I agree with you also, D. Taylor. It's going to be wait and see. It's a big-time wait and see, but I'm also excited because it seems like he's got a pretty good resume. People talk pretty highly about him. So, uh, I'm excited to see what he does with the team. And I'm glad they got him in, you know, for the spring, let him build the relationships with these guys. So, I don't know. I'm excited. I agree, Sawyer. Um, I think that this staff recognizes that SEC experience is important. And Rodney Gardner, Willie Martinez, all those type of guys have, you know, years and years of SEC experience. And um, that that shows me that the, the this staff is, you know, in tune with what's important, you know, for this team. And that's SEC experience. And, you know, it's, it's recruiting wise, it's, it's coaching wise, but it's, they've been here, they've been in this conference and they, they know what they need to do, you know, once they get here. And, you know, it's a good mixture of UCF and, you know, this, this conference. So I, I like it a lot. I really do. I think I was kind of the same, like, I didn't really know much about him. Um, but then, you know, after kind of doing a little research, he does seem like he's, he's pretty aggressive with his defense. Uh, I think that's something we kind of need right now. Um, I think in recent years, you know, we've played it safe on both offense and defense. And on defense, they're just going to gash us if we keep doing that. So, I think having somebody that's going to be aggressive with it and, you know, use all these athletes we got coming in, um, you know, we can lock down some of these SEC defense and stop, let, stop letting everybody put, you know, 40 and 50 up on us. Um, so, you know, we'll see. 
you know, like y'all said, we'll just have to wait and see how it, how it turns out. So, yeah. And hey, I'm, I'll take it. I won't take it that far. I, I don't care if we're getting 40 and 50 put up on us as long as if it's 50, we get 51. I mean, that's, 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 that's all I care about today. I mean, nowadays defense being a secondary priority anyway, Hey, just, just have more points than the other guy when the game's over. That's true. And that's an option now. That wasn't an option with past coaching staff. Right. Like we, we have a chance to put up 40 or 50 points now and, it's very exciting, you know. Um, if you lose and put up 50, so be it. But, you know, you give yourself a chance every time when you put up that many points. Murph, man, what was your thoughts? Um, I was like you. I'd seen his name kind of pop up around some of the others. Um, again, it kind of fits the trend of the coaching staff on the offensive side. You, It's like – you got to wait and see what, what happens. I want to see how spring practice goes. Um, he's got to hit the ground running, get get to know this roster, get to know where guys fit, uh, figure out how he wants to, you know, set up the defense, whether they're going to be 3-4, 4-3, that's on whether you get two linebacker coaches or, or just one. Um, I'll be interested to see where they go with that and who they put in that position. Um, I like the addition of Martinez. Um but yeah, first first thing he's got to do is get to know this roster, get to know where guys fit, what he wants to do, and then start getting to know him, build relationships, and get out on the practice field and get this thing going because they got a lot of ground to make up and got a lot of things to to clean up. So uh, there's a there's potential there, but again, we got to see him on the field in, in game time. So yeah, I mean it, it's I, I go back to the point we made. I mean. I think it was a couple episodes now when when the staff wasn't really it, it was after Hypel, I know that, but it was when we had the name we had the names popping up in every direction of all coordinators, position coaches, recruiting, everything like that. It, it was kind of main, my main point then. And I'm I'm glad to see that it's happening. Was I, I think I had said something about the the names because Kevin Steele has been floated out a lot. The names are important because you become a big name by having success. I mean that's one plus one equals two. I mean that's that's just the way it is. But to me, honestly, it, it may have been right after the whole Al Washington thing happened. Was I want guys that are going to be here, and I, to me personally, I want younger guys that that haven't made a name for themselves necessarily. I mean, obviously, they're you're coaching. SEC, SEC football to place like Tennessee. Obviously, you've made a name for yourself, but not where you're like the uh, Brent Venables of the world, where it's he's rumored every coaching cycle to go here, here, every here, st- every time. Yeah, I mean, it's just I'm I'm glad to see. I mean, is our oldest staff member right now Rodney Garner? Yeah, I, I think he is, and he's Garner's not even as old as I thought he was. I I want to say he's like mid fifties. I mean, he looks older to me, but coaching, I'm sure that takes a toll on you after a while. Let's see. But he has that reputation. He has that, that, you know, right. Right. Stock in the SEC. I'm glad that we're getting a couple guys like that. that can mentor the other guys, but I'm glad to see the guys like Joey Halsley, um, 
Alex Gillis. They're younger guys that have had success like this, but they're still hungry to make a name for themselves. So that's been my main take on the whole coaching situation so far is, I mean, if you're trying to give a grade on it of the hire on, or you're trying to give predictions, I mean, you're, you're just, you're just throwing stuff out. Cause it's like we've said, wait and see. It's like Murphy just said, wait and see. I mean, you, we're not going to know until we know until, until it's happening every Saturday this fall, we're not going to know. So to me, I'm glad that we we've, we've seemed to kind of rejuvenated the players' energies with some younger guys, some younger coaches. I mean, I know Kurt, Cody Burns mentions it in his press conference the other day about the fact that he's a younger guy, so he can probably relate to the players more than the guys like a Rodney Garner can. Now Garner's an amazing coach on the field, but you, it's good to see that we were, we're getting guys like Burns too that are good in the locker room, are good in a classroom situation. I mean, you're not handling much of that when you're a coach at this level, but just somebody to be in the player's ear that's that's been there recently. I mean, he wasn't he on that Auburn team with Cam Newton when they won the Natty? Yeah, Cody Burns was. Yeah, so I mean, it, you, you hear coach and you think, but then you see Cam Newton still starting NFL quarterback, so that kind of puts it in, in terms, but I don't know. I'm, I'm excited. I mean, it's the best word. I mean, it's like I said, I, I think if you're trying to put predictions out, put grades on this, this hire, you're, you're just giving your best guess. Cause uh, it's like I said, we're, we're not going to know until we know, but in the rest of the staff, we mentioned already Willie Martinez, another guy that's got a lot of experience. Some people seem to have mixed feelings about it, but my main thing is didn't he develop Cam Sutton? That's yeah, NFL player right now. Cam Sutton was always solid here. I mean, Emmanuel Mosley was he he had his ups and downs here for sure. I mean, I I'm a big Mosley yeah, guy. Yeah, he blossomed once he got to the league. Yeah, I mean he it was inevitable. He came in 110 pounds, soaking wet. So I mean he he it's hard. He could be the best athlete in the world, but 110 pounds you're you play in the SEC. I mean, I, I remember the first time I saw him, I was like, that, that's that's a water boy there. That's, and he's putting on pads. So, RIP. I, I hope he doesn't get killed out there. But, I mean, he he's in a Super Bowl not too long ago. So, I, I think – and I think they brought it up on more important issues I was listening to the other day, right when Willie Martinez hired broke. It, I, think, I think that's what Caleb said is – a lot of people probably have a bad taste in their mouth on Willie Martinez just because he was here with Butch Jones. So uh, he could have been the greatest coach ever. And I mean, if people are going to go on that though, Tim Banks was with Butch Jones at Cincinnati and Central Michigan. So right. I mean, they they can't they can't stem just off that. You can't have it both if, ways. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think if Heupel thinks he's the right guy, then he's the right guy. Um, I think Heupel seems definitely like he's for his players and their well-being um i know personally i think that culture is just as important as strategy you know you need to have people in there that are going to make your players real comfortable but they still know what they're doing because when they're relaxed that's when they're going to be balling um so yeah i mean i i don't think people can get upset about that because he's bush jones i mean you can look back how, how many coaches that are great coaches right now you just forgot that they were with some, you know, asshole right. at some point in their career. You know what I'm saying? 
Nick and Saban. Their own coach. Nick Saban was a coach on the staff with Butch Jones. <laughs> exactly. I mean, same <laughs> who, yeah, they are associated. So I mean, uh, Steve Sarkeesian, Texas has done four. If that's the case, yeah. I mean, so Najee Harris is going to have a terrible NFL career if that's the case, because yeah, God, God knows. I would bet on that. Every time you see <laughs> Najee Harris on the sideline, Butch is whispering sweet nothings into his ear. Hey, I, I'll, oh I'll, I'll give Butch Jones credit. All right, this is my only time I'm, I'm giving him credit right here. That dude can find the camera. Yeah, you can. God, can he find the camera. I mean, I, watching Alabama be that good, I mean, I'm used to it now, so it doesn't pain me the way it used to. But I do appreciate tuning in to watch excellence like that. I mean, it – it's like a favorite player, everybody's favorite player. You don't really like him as much. I'm not a LeBron guy. I hate LeBron. I know Sawyer's not either from our text message chain. I could tell. Not a LeBron guy, but I do enjoy watching him play basketball. I mean, it. Oh yeah, I mean, watching him flop. It's it's some of the stuff between after the whistle, <laughs> off the court that he he's always involved in something. I mean, it's just. I won't get off into that, but. I love watching the dude play basketball. I mean, it comes to a certain point where not liking the guy and respecting the guy are completely different things. My goat is always MJ. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I love Peyton Manning, but Tom Brady, I mean, I hate him, but you got to respect him. Yeah. I mean, to be this old, I mean, you saw, you saw it with Drew Brees this year that, I mean, they're the, is Drew Brees younger than Tom Brady or they ride at the same age? They're right at the same, I think. Roughly, yeah. yeah. There, I okay. mean, a couple and, of years. And Tom Brady is – I mean, we saw it with Peyton as last year. It pains me to say it, but Peyton didn't win that Super Bowl for the Broncos. Vaughn Miller in that mm-hmm. defense won that Super Bowl. I mean, that, that was mm-hmm. – Peyton struggled like Drew Brees to, to get it more than 15 yards down the field. So, I, I respect that about Tom Brady, the fact that he's – what is he, 44, 43? Yeah, he's like 43 and a half, something like he's, that. He's still – I mean, he – Back to my back to my original point. I don't know how I got off on that, but my, my hatred for LeBron always takes over. But I yeah, I thank mean, you. You you tune in you tune in to watch excellence like that with Alabama and I'm fine watching it now. I've accepted it that every year they're there. They're they're in the big games, they're in the prime time. But why do they have to just pan to the sideline all the times after a big Najee Harris run and Butch looks out of wind because he just ran over to make sure he was in frame there. I mean, he, hey, why does LeBron you. have to flop all over the court? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just – it's all the little extra stuff that Butch knows what he's doing. Butch isn't a moron. I mean, he, he may have had selective, uh, selective intelligence while he was coaching our guys. I mean, that's pretty obvious, but – He's the champion of life. Get off his back. Exactly. <laughs> hey, if I'm a champion of life, I want some screen time too. I want to be. I want to be known. I, I don't blame him. Maybe this is a this is a Butch Jones appreciation podcast, and it'll probably be our last podcast if that gets out. But yeah. Hey. Yeah. No. <laughs> hey, I do know one thing. There's no other personal assistant to a head coach in the NCAA that gets more screen time than Butch Jones. Ever. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, if the anybody most televised secretary in the NCAA football. Just to make your point, anybody who's another assistant to a head coach in college football? Crickets. Dwight Schrute, proud. Yeah, Dwight, <laughs> Dwight Schrute's the only other one in that position that I know of. Glorified <laughs> coffee boy. Um, I'm sure he 
parks his car, valets. So I, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's just who knows. So back to the main thing. I, I won't get caught up in names. I like the young, hungry coaches like that. Murphy, I'll get. I don't know if I did. I get Murphy's opinion already. I like to get Murphy Shafter involved yeah. on it. Murphy, you got to watch Murphy. He'll be he'll he'll sit there too quiet if you don't get him involved. No, I, <laughs> I'll tell you. I'll give you one coach I'm super excited about. We'll stick offensively for this one, and I I have to give him an apology because I called him the incorrect last name because his name just looks so funky. Halsley is how you say it. It's not Hazel. I was saying Hazel last week. I did too. Yeah, I, I heard it in the press conference. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, it's not it's not a coincidence that he uh, called out our softer quarterbacks in the past at all. Right. Yes. And to him in the, in the press conference was my favorite part. I'm I'm big on watching quarterbacks and listening to him talk about how they're going to let you rip it and they're not going to you feel afraid to make mistakes. That is what stuck out most for me personally when watching the the coaches speak yesterday. Um, because you, you watch it the, the previous years, it always, even, even last year with, with Bailey at times, it just kind of looked like he was afraid to make a certain throw because he was afraid he was going to throw the, you know, the wrong pass and it would get picked or something like that. And you, you can't play like that. It's not going to, it's not going to bode well. So for him to say something like that, uh, and, and I'm sure the quarterbacks in the quarterback room at Tennessee currently have heard this. I'm sure Ty Simpson has heard this. Um, other guys that were, you know, recruiting in the 22 class and, and beyond that have heard that. That has to be appealing as a quarterback and, and as a receiver because oh, yeah. that, that plays into your hand as well. So Halsley is a guy I think initially wasn't somebody who I was like, oh, that, that's a cool hire. But after listening to him talk, I'm super excited to be working with the quarterbacks along with with a guy like Heupel who has that that track record. So, um but I did want to get y'all's take on, and I don't, I don't know if y'all saw this, but speaking of former coaches at, at Tennessee and up at uh, Alabama, we, Jay Graham was popular topic on Twitter this week uh, where he got in and made a, a reply to, to somebody. They were talking about how many days it's been since Alabama had Tennessee. Um, I just wanted to get y'all's opinion on it, how you kind of see Jay Graham now. Does that taint his legacy a little bit? You know, do, do you maybe look at the term – a little bit differently now. I just wanted to see what y'all thought about that. I'll, I mean, isn't isn't he kind of roasting himself by doing that? Because that was yeah, yeah that was my main thing. I think it was. I would think it was to get to a reaction, honestly, and he got a reaction. So, I mean, he was on what two or three different staffs that lost to Alabama during that losing streak. So, good job, dude. You just roasted yourself a little bit, but. I mean, I don't know. I mean, if you're really a ball for life, quote unquote, then you're not going to put that stuff out there. But I don't know. That's, That's just right. me, my opinion. That's why I like to get Murphy involved. He, I always, I love giving Murphy crap, just like I love giving D. Scott crap about the Eagles. It just <laughs> makes it fun. But did he even hear me? Yes. Yeah. I look did. at him. Yeah. Look at him. All right. Yeah, we get it. We get it. You stumbled your way into a Super Bowl. I got I got the the stadium from that too up there. That's, that's pretty stadium. sick. Actually. Look at him. That's right. But anyway, that's that's why I love 
Murphy, Murphy is always when I forget something that happens, Murphy's always the one that reminds. Like he's always the one that when he says something, I'm like, yeah, I forgot about that. That was one of my main points because I don't ever have. Nothing. Yeah, Murphy Schefter. I don't ever have enough time to write something down. If I did, I'd be so organized. But I was rushing tonight anyway. But I'll go to your first point there about before the Jay Graham stuff because that will just that'll make me mad. Just like Sawyer was shaking his head a minute ago that. That's about my reaction. Sawyer pretty much summed it up. But I'll go to your first point you made there about Halsley was when I heard the phrase rip it was that that won the press conference for me. I was big. I think I said on the last episode, Cody Burns was the big hire for me, and I'm still excited about Cody Burns. I, I think he'll be solid here. But when I heard that one, that really kind of won me over with him was now he's still got to produce like we like we said. But he's done it before. I mean, Sam Bradford, uh, Dylan Gabriel, obviously. I mean, th- this staff's got a lot of old quarterbacks that have had success. And Halsley's had – I mean, I think they've been together 13 years now was what they said, him and Heupel. So, I mean, all the quarterbacks over the year. But just the phrase, just let them rip it, just kind of give them what they need to succeed and let them go was general the general idea from what he said. That won the press conference because how many times, and this was my original thought, and I just thought of it when you said it there, how many times over the last since, honestly, you could probably go back to when Tyler Bray was here because when even Butch was here, it, it was never, you never heard anything like let him, let him rip it. It was, it's ever since then, it's always been brick by brick. It, that stuff like yeah the corny stuff like that but it's well, always you know you didn't have a quarterback you know as much as we love Dobbs you didn't have a quarterback that could throw it you know 40 times a game yeah it's it's always the terms though that it, you always it's the game manager like see see the guy that can put us in this pe- best position which that's all that's all good but that was my that was the main thing I liked what you said there was when he came out and just said let him rip it like that I couldn't say it I couldn't be more excited about what he's going to do after hearing that because it's just such a different it's such a different term than what we've heard before I mean sure you need a quarterback that's a good game manager but that's kind of that's every college. I mean, that's high school football. You, you need a guy that's not going to screw the game up. Now, it doesn't matter how many times you say it because this these last couple of years, we've got a guy that does the exact opposite of that and actively scores for the other team. So it's the little – it was just that little thing that was four words, let them rip it, that to me won the whole prefix conference. So that's, that's why I always – Murphy Schefter always gets me back on track. That was one of my main points, and it just I just forgot it then. Going to your second point, though, I mean about Jay Graham. I mean it. I think I, I think everybody kind of has the same take. Was I mean I, the graphic he put out first about like the McKinstry, the corner for them, and all the you know Alabama's producing this and this last year's that doesn't bother me i mean that i don't i don't like seeing in alabama but that's i mean you see that everywhere that's that's their job really is is to promote what the staff has done even though he has no part in it but i mean guys at tennessee have done that before i mean i think jeremy pruitt when he first got hired the tennessee football account was posting all the nfl players and it's like well yeah that's good and great but let's get one at tennessee first so I understand that part of it. I have no problem with that. But, yeah, like Sawyer said, I mean, the, the little dig at the end when 
you're one, you're supposed to be a ball for life. That's what that's what I thought. He he's a legend for Tennessee. But that second shot is just so unnecessary when A you had a chance on two, like Sawyer said, I think it's two previous, possibly a third staff to end the streak. You couldn't do it. That's the first thing. So I mean that that's that's like that's like commenting on a tree standing up over there and you're holding an axe while you just took a couple swings at it and you're complaining the tree's not down. Like, look at yourself, buddy. I mean, I, I don't know what I don't know what you're talking about there. The second thing is, yeah, I mean it you've had the chance to do it and you have no part in it. Like you, you have no part in the five thousand what six hundred days, something like that since it's been you, you have yeah, you've done nothing. He hasn't coached a game. Yeah. He he's done nothing for the University of Alabama yet. And he's sitting there talking about, uh, like, oh, don't get – nope, I'm stopping myself. Don't get me started. I might go on a it, rant. It, show, it shows you where allegiances lie. It shows you really does. And, you know, it – you know, money, money rules all. And, you know, that contract that he got apparently has allowed him to burn some bridges. Let's just say. Yeah, I mean, it, it just. I mean, it's like D. Taylor said. He it's, he was a Tennessee legend for his playing days and everything. But I think to a lot of people, he just threw that right out the window. I'm one of those people. In 5,600 days, something like that, whatever it was, and you've been there, what, 10 maybe? And uh, you're in a dead period right now, so – Congrats, man. He gets man. in trouble everywhere he goes coaching. So, but I'm sure that nothing will happen to him in T Town. Yeah, you're a you're a special teams coordinator. You're not the head coach. You're not the offensive coordinator. You're not the defensive coordinator. You're not the special assistant to the head coach. That I wonder if Alabama's going to fill that position or if that was um, D Scott's. Yeah, D Scott's assist uh, assistant to the assistant regional manager. That exactly. You can't have a good hand without a good arm. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, are they going to just these people didn't even really want you except for you know a menial position? So are they going to make a statue? Yeah, he was an intern, wasn't he? They they made a statue on campus of his uh, pencil holder. That's going that's going to be the Butch Jones. (laughs) They're going they're going to retire that office with just everything in it. I thought they put As him on the. Uh, I thought they put him with the Saban statue. He was like shining his shoes or something. Yeah, yeah. Came down on his that's, knee. That's his yeah. job now to sign the Saban statue's shoes. We went from uh, glorifying Butch Jones to making fun of him, so we're back on track. I know we're uh, the ship always finds the North Star. We're back. So, I mean, yeah, that was. I don't know. Butch Jones always finds the champions of life. To what? I said Bush Jones always finds a champion to life. Yeah. Arkansas State's coming. They're the champions of life that that school's going to be churning out. Watch out, boys. We're in trouble. So, who knows? Their AD's already leaving. Yeah, his – Bush Jones and then later their AD said, I got to get away from this guy. He went down to Orlando and hired Gus Malzahn. So, yeah, I mean, uh, who knows? Uh, But, yeah, to answer your question, long – long-winded there Murphy yeah mine was me personally I think everybody's in here on Twitter online was probably the same I mean the some people were mad about the first graphic but if you know anything about recruiting about college football I mean you know that's 
you don't like to see it, but it's going to happen. Like that's his job. The second part, that's that's not his job. That's he knew what he was doing, and I think it was Caleb Orlando that brought it up. You know, Saban didn't like that. Nick Saban's not a social rap media. Poison. Yeah, rap. I mean, he coined the term rap poison, and now you you've got your of all places, your special teams coordinator out there creating that kind of garbage. So, who? Uh, uh, I don't know. I mean, I'll wrap it up there before I go on another tangent. It's Murphy got me started. Sorry now. to get y'all man, riled up, man. Sorry. <laughs> man, every time I look at every time I look at Sawyer, he's just shaking his head. <laughs> I can't help it. I'm trying to look back. Yeah, I mean, it. What are you gonna do? I mean. Yeah, he's burned his bridge. I know that for sure. I mean, he's let's just talk about the baseballs. Yeah, let's really... let's move to baseball. I'm <laughs> well, defensive staff. Um, you've got linebacker coach is open apparently. If Kevin Steele hasn't duct taped himself to the chair and refuses to leave now, whatever situation's going on there. So I, I don't know. Do we have one inside linebackers coach and an outside linebackers coach? Do we just have a linebackers coach? Um, you've got special teams coordinator that apparently Jay Graham was do too good for. I don't know, but you, you've got a couple left. But with Willie Martinez, Rodney Garner, Tim Banks, you, you've got the general idea. I know John Janchek, the former uh, defensive coordinator from 2013 to 2015, I think he's been floated around. He's an analyst at Georgia right now as the in, inside backers coach. I've seen as much smoke on that as I've did with Willie Martinez so to me it kind of seems like that's going to happen I don't know but I've seen a lot of stuff on that um if they go outside outside linebackers coach I know there was that was the A to Z article I referenced earlier Joe I don't know how he says L-U-D-I-G Ludig I, I guess his last name was Rumored to be coming from Penn State as the outside backers coach and special teams coordinator. I know that's that's what that article said. Um, he has experience doing that. I mean, I, I wouldn't have any really hot takes on that hire. I mean, it's kind of been rumored for a little bit. If it does happen, if it doesn't happen, if it's Kevin Simon, if it's Kevin Steele, at this point, I mean, just kind of get somebody there that's – don't rush it, but get somebody there that's going to do a solid job. I Whoever it is, I mean, you know my opinion. We're paying Kevin Steele to do essentially nothing right now. Like I said, he's probably duct taped to a chair somewhere. Fine. I mean, there's – okay, got it. Special assistant to Josh Heupel is Kevin Steele. There you go. He'll he'll be a head coach in no time. I just – I guess anybody ask now, we just created that position for him. Promoted out there, he's special assistant to the head coach. Honorary, he's honorary Butch Jones. We'll go with that. I'm sure honorary Butch Jones. Yeah. I'm sure I'd be proud to get that title. I know y'all would too. I don't want Butch Jones' name anywhere near my title. <laughs> no. So good they had to retire. They they've retired it permanently. Um, yes, we'll go with. I don't know, but yeah, that kind of rounds out the staff. I didn't have anything else specific. Well, before we go to baseball, um. Ty Simpson, Murphy mentioned it earlier that that brought it up. Delayed his announcement a week. It, to me, uh, it seemed it seemed like it was just because of the weather. I mean, I know uh, it's really 
I've, I didn't realize today was Thursday still till y'all started talking about the show earlier today. Honestly, I was without power for close to 48 hours. So it was a long couple of days. <laughs> yeah. It, I got it back on yesterday. Yesterday would have been Wednesday at like lunch. So it's, it's been a lot warmer ever since then. A lot less. Yep. Boring. I literally played chess against myself, just trying to create a tie. Just did you win? I beat myself, which is not what you want to do. If you're playing yourself, I would think you'd want to get a tie just because. So I was about to say, did you tie since you won and lost? No, I or was the black team, like and I, I did beat the white pieces. So it's a win, but I knew my own moves, and I knew my opponent's moves. That's how bored I was. Yeah, you, you're shaking your head. That's how bored I was. That That's what 48 hours without – because you can't use your phone. Every time my phone battery get low, I'd have to go out to my car – turn my car on, wait 10 minutes, sitting there freezing because it's 15 degrees and there's snow and ice everywhere yep. just to charge my phone. So you have to get creative. Did a lot of sleeping. But, yeah, I mean – Yeah, we uh, we haven't uh, had less than 15 inches of snow here in the last, you know, five days. It's insane. Apparently there's another movement coming through right now. I haven't heard any of it yet, but – yeah, I think the snow's still all. I think we got close to six inches here in the in the mid state, but but uh, uh, go ahead, go, brother. No, go ahead. I was just gonna get Tom Simpson. Okay, well, I gotta cut out, y'all. Um, I'll see y'all next week, but I gotta cut out. And I love you, brothers, and I'll see y'all next week. See you, man. Miss you. Have a good Good one. But yeah, I mean, Ty Simpson. Seemed like it was just because of the weather. I mean, I know he's out there in Martin, Tennessee. I know close. Is that close to your stomping ground, Sawyer? Uh, it's about two and a half. Yeah, about two and a half, three hours or so. Oh, from okay. Waynesburg, over that's, in West Tennessee. That's further than I thought it was. I thought it was closer to you. But, yeah, I mean, it, it seems like he just delayed it a week, couldn't get into school. doesn't seem like there was any seismic shift in a, who the favorite is, anything. I, I mean, I'm – think mother nature i don't think it hurt us any any bit i mean another week that josh heupel and joey halsley and alex gullish can talk to him i mean i don't think that's gonna hurt but we'll get into percentages on it i'm more confident since listening to this interview with 104.5 the other day i'm way more confident now mainly because i'll give my first thing he slipped up at the beginning of the interview saying something about the sec um so, something about the guys in the SEC running from I, I don't know. There was an SEC quote at the beginning. And me and Murphy, I know, have really come down to Tennessee Clemson. I, I'll get where, where y'all two are at. But I, I know Ole Miss would not surprise me at all. I'll go ahead and get that out there. I'll mm-hmm. elaborate in a second. Ole Miss wouldn't surprise me at all. He, he spoke very highly of Ole Miss. Do I think it will happen? No. But I, I think it's still Tennessee Clemson. But it – his comments on there, and he, he even sounds like a Tennessee boy. I mean, he, he's got the accent. He's got the slang. He It'd be a shame for him to end, end up at Clemson. But that's my take on it. Um, I think last time we gave percents, I was 60-40 maybe. I'd go – I'd lean more 70-30 now, but I'll get y'all's take on it. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you looked at the interview, I mean, you've got to think that Tennessee's in the lead, clearly, and then it's Clemson, and then you don't really know 
if, of anybody else. But I am like you, D. Taylor. I could see him going to Ole Miss just because Kiffin's there, the kind of the style of offense they run. I mean, they, they probably averaged like, what, 35, 40 a game this year? I mean, at least 35, why, why probably. Go, yeah, I mean, why wouldn't you, why would, why would you not want to go play for Lane Kiffin right now? Because he's got all the momentum in the world. He's recruiting well. He scores points. But, uh, I'd say if I had to put a percentage on it of whether or not he comes to Tennessee, I'll say there's a 65% chance that Ty Simpson comes to Tennessee, so 65-35. Okay. We got 70-30, 65-35. D. Scott, I'll let you go ahead. Um, you know, I think it's definitely shifting towards Tennessee. I would say as far as percentages go um, – and the only reason I'm not going to elaborate on everything is because y'all have said everything. So I don't really think people are going to want to hear it over and over. But uh, I'll go 60, 30, 10. 60 us, 30 Clemson, and 10 Ole Miss. I like that. I like it. I'll give, I'll give Ole Miss a little bit. I, um, I heard an interesting – take on on Ty Simpson's recruitment and it was Josh Heupel is clearly reaching out to him every single day phone calls zoom meetings whatever with the other coaches Hosley Golish you're not getting that probably from Alabama and Clemson I don't think Nick Saban's sitting down every single day talking to Ty Simpson on the phone saying hey man we want you to come do this do that Davo Sweeney's not sitting down on the phone talking to Ty Simpson every single day that's good um, maybe maybe you know, Bill Bryan, uh, Bill O'Brien from Alabama, Tony Elliott, Clemson, maybe those guys, maybe your quarterback coaches. I don't know those two schools' no. quarterback coaches off the top of my head, but no chance Bill O'Brien is calling um, every day. That dude has such a need. <laughs> <laughs> maybe every other day, then. Um, but uh, main point is you've got the head coach at Tennessee where his heart has always been at talking to you every single day, offensive guy. We've talked about it. I just – it makes the most sense for me for him to end up there. If I had to give a percentage, I'm right with D. Taylor. I'm 70-30, uh, 70 Tennessee, 30 Clemson. I agree. Ole Miss makes sense. Um, I just don't think to tie that Ole Miss makes as much sense as the other two schools, even Alabama. I think Alabama right. makes more sense to him than than Ole Miss does. But, but uh, it, it – I'll go 70 30. I feel even I feel better every single day that passes and you see new Ty Simpson quotes and new interviews and stuff. Everything that he's done recently makes you feel like Tennessee is at least in 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 contention seriously. So that's I agree with everything except the Alabama point. I, I'll go the opposite way there. I think Ole Miss makes more sense to him than Bama. Now I I have no I have no grounds of standing on that to say it's true, but I don't know. Just just the way he talked about Ole Miss, Ole Miss is Ole Miss is probably closer for him than Tennessee is, honestly. Out in West Tennessee, that far, it, it, I know it's it ain't much farther if it is farther. So I don't know. Ole Miss just the way he talked, which recruits talk about teams all the time, different ways. But the way he talked about Ole Miss, I don't know. It wouldn't shock me. It, it would shock me, but it wouldn't. I think I'd be more shocked if he went to Bama, honestly, than Ole Miss. I guess it's my kind of – I disagree with you on that one part, but just to give some flavor to the show, I guess, just to 
just to create Murphy a different viewpoint. Brings up the good stuff. Murphy, I know that's why I love to give him crap about being quiet all the time. But I want to he's start really just the chilling. fan club. Murphy's just chilling always. This is a yeah, this is like a Butch Jones that, and Murphy Carlton. He's that silent but deadly one. Like he he stays quiet, but when he speaks, he speaks volumes. I'm gonna get that on my shirt. He's a prophet. <laughs> He's a prophet. Hey, I'm gonna need you to design me a shirt, D. Scott. I got you. I can I do that. I want to picture Murphy right here on my chest, and that quote: "I may be I may be quiet, but when I speak, I speak loud." I'm gonna I'm gonna get us awesome T-shirts that just say Murphy, just black T-shirts say Murphy Prophet on the front. Murphy Prophet, yes. I like it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> we were we're right around it. Ole Miss thirty nine point two points a game. So yeah, right on it there. I mean, it, to me, any any offensive player, any quarterback, if it were me, I know Ole Miss would get serious consideration. My main thing with that though would be, uh, is Lane going to leave after? A year after the next year, after two years, who knows? With Lane, you just you can never tell. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't know if there's a job appealing enough for him right. to from Ole Miss. Right. I, I would think because I don't think he's NFL. Kiffin is. I mean, I, th- I think he's throughout no. that, and he's probably maybe as a coordinator like or something like point, that. I feel like he wants to end at either Bama or Clemson. I was going to say Alabama. Yeah. yeah, like he's he's just waiting for Nick Saban to retire, and then he's going to jump into that spot, or he's going to compete with Dabo to jump into that. Spot. Yeah, so I was going to say him and Dabo will have a yeah who, who's better at tweeting and making TikToks contest to see who gets the Alabama job. That's a, that, that's a Nick, good versus evil there. Nick, sure. Nick Saban will roll over in his grave when that happens. <laughs> oh God, dude. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's all I had on Ty was, I mean, I'm more confident, but we just got another week now. So, our locks of knowing where he was going to go by tonight or they, – they haven't lost. They're just pushed back. So, I become more confident with every day, but you never know. And we won't know until he signs, obviously, because if, if he does commit and we come out and the Josh Heupel experience is the exact opposite of what's supposed to be, then – Clemson, come on down. Alabama, come on down. Ole Miss, come on down. Because I, I doubt we we keep him then. I think he's smart enough to know where he may like the most, may not make the most sense. It's the best way I'll wrap it up there. But we'll see. Um, baseball starts tomorrow. Georgia Southern starts series tomorrow. Start the season tomorrow going to be a cold one i know it will be here i'm sure it'll be still a little chilly in knoxville but that's always the first month of baseball is always just unbearably cold and then it's becomes the best it's the best temperature any best temperature for any sport out there besides maybe fall when the first that september when when college football starts when it's not too hot not too cold but it's the most wonderful time of the year it like is spring training and pitchers and catchers are reporting college baseball is starting soon real spring training will start then professional the MLB will start like this is my Christmas this is my like opening day okay let's get it out there opening day should be a national holiday it should like I will skip and I I will skip my college classes on opening day because 
it means that much to me. Go Braves. Opening uh, day. Uh, yeah. Yes, sir. Go Braves. Yes, sir. Chop on. I'm hoping oh. to go. Hey, my, my great uncle's a season ticket holder. I'm hoping he can hook me up with some tickets to the Padres series in like July. Fernando Tati. Just Tati will buy tickets for you. He's got the money now. $340 million. <laughs> I still need to. I still got to pledge my allegiance to a team before the season starts. Don't you do the Phillies. I swear to God. I will, I will see. I, damn, sorry. That was so. Did you say skill? <laughs> Are you we okay? We don't, we don't play when it comes to <laughs> anything Philadelphia Phillies related. Nah, so, I mean, initially, that's what I was saying because I'm an Eagles fan. I'm always going to be an Eagles fan, as hard as that is. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. And I it's weird. Somebody. I don't hate the Eagles at all. I kind of like the Eagles. I think they got some of, I think. I might like their black uniforms the best out of any in the NFL. The black Eagles uniforms, black the Eagles. slot green, the, the helmet. I love the helmet, too, with the wings on it. it I, like I, don't the, have, I like the old. I like the Eagles. I just love giving you crap about it. Like, yeah, I've got uh-huh. a friend that's a uh-huh. Bears fan. I like the Bears, too. The Bears, Eagles, Titans are my favorite. The Colts were my childhood team when Peyton was there. So, those two. But then you, the Bears and Eagles might be my next two favorites, but – they're so bad and they're just so I see so much of Tennessee in them that I guess I'm kind of sympathetic and that's what makes me like them. But the Phillies, no, the, the only good thing the Philadelphia Phillies have ever produced is the uh, steak, the Philly cheese steaks that they have at their ballpark. That's the only God, bro. I'm telling you, I went up there in 2016 for an Eagles game. God, those, those cheese steaks are so good. That's and the only reason. Huge. It's the only reason you would find me in the Philadelphia Phillies stadium. <laughs> the only reason. If on any other grounds, just shoot me on spot because I've obviously gone mentally deranged and I'm just wandering around then. So, just go so, ahead and take, take care of that for me. So, are all three of you Braves fans? Lifelong. Oh, yeah. All three. And then I would assume Keenan is too. I, I think he, is he a Cardinals fan. I think he is a Cardinals. Yeah, I think it's what he said before, which is almost that's just almost as bad. bad as the yeah. yeah, that's bad. All right. I'm just I'm gonna come out and say it now. I'm gonna pledge my allegiance with the majority. Okay, good. I we'll thought you were about to say Cardinals. We'll be a Braves fan. For the Braves country. Right. Gotcha. I need okay. to I need to order a hat and a t shirt now so I can Best jerseys in MLB. Best jerseys. The Sunday Reds or the Friday Reds, whatever they changed them to. The off-whites. The navies were so much better this year. The navies used to be just so ugly, but now with the the red accents, I want one of those. I'd buy the navy. I love the 70s, the throwback uniforms. Yeah, Uh, with the lowercase A. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The white. Dale Murphy's, yeah. Yes. Oh, man, those are – I'd kill for one of those. Let me pull this up, D. Scott. I'll, I'll show you the Navy jerseys, and you'll you'll love them. I know you will. I'm I glad like you picked your allegiance. Well, I mean, like I said, I because I initially was going to go with the Phillies because no. a couple of years ago I was like, I need to get into baseball because I need something new in the offseason. And my brother's a Braves fan. He always gave me crap. And then I just didn't stick with it. So I feel like it didn't really stick. I'm like I'm kind of a free agent right now because I didn't really buy into it all that much. Chop on, man! Oh yeah, I need. I'm I'm taking. I'm getting in the transfer portal. 
Oh, we'll accept <laughs> it. It sounds, like, it sounds like we've saved a lost soul today, boys. That's what I'm hearing. We've <laughs> into, to the, the ways of Atlanta. Here, I'm going to share the screen just to let you see this. Tell me you don't love those right there. Tell me you don't. I do love – I like – I so my high school colors from Navy, so I like Navy regardless, and, but that's pretty nice. The red accent. I bet you like that price tag too. I like. <laughs> I like the the white. I like the white trim going down the chest. Yeah. They're going like, yeah. They're just the buttons. They're so much better. So much better than the yes. old ones. So much but yeah. who, who right. does who does the baseball team open up, open up with? Georgia Southern. Georgia is Southern. Yeah. Uh, I was looking. I need to. I got to renew my ESPN Plus thing tonight. So I can watch yeah, you. that that yeah, was my main. Other. That was my other thing. They've got nine nationally televised games. Uh, that was the third most. I think the only not ten and eleven were the only other ones I saw, which were, I mean, Vanderbilt's going to get a lot of games. Uh, Florida's number like one Florida. this year. Yeah, Florida's going to get a lot. The usual suspects, but picked third to finish behind those two. Um. I know Blake Tidwell is starting one of the games, and I saw Murphy's tweet about that. Uh, Tidwell is um, – who's starting? Uh, Jackson Leith starting tomorrow, apparently. Jackson Leith was very exciting to watch last year. Um, he's got awesome stuff. I think he's going to be a high draft pick by the time he leaves. I think he's only a sophomore this year. I could be wrong, but I think he's only a sophomore. But even as a freshman last year, you could tell he's – I don't think we've got any Garrett Crochets out there just because that dude is was a different – I mean, you can see he, he just he's skipped the minor leagues. The, he's expected to be in the big league bullpen this yeah. year for the White yeah. I mean, you don't skip the minor leagues very often, especially skip the minor leagues, go right into the middle of a postseason hunt for Chicago and start the next year. So, he's just going to skip the minor leagues entirely, which – but he, he was a different animal to watch. But our, our staff – the bats are going to be electric. I know they are. The, the, a little bit of talk was about the staff, but I think the staff will be just fine. They, they may have a – may take them a couple of weeks to really get rolling, find who their established Friday, Saturday, Sunday starter is. But they've got they've got plenty of options at least. I mean, it's, it's no doubt about that. So – And Leith is a senior. Leith is a what senior? Read, right? Yeah, that's what it said. I thought he was a young guy. Yeah, I thought he was guy. only a sophomore. Maybe I'm thinking of somebody else. Maybe I don't know. Maybe he didn't play as much his first two years. You always got to fact check me. I don't know. I got too many useless facts in my brain. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, there's a lot of options. Even if, like I said, even if the first couple weeks, first couple series, you you it's kind of mix and match to see who works best where. It's very excited. What are they? The 19th, 18th ranked right now. I think 19th. 19th. So. Depends on where you look. I yeah. think they're yeah, college baseball. I mean, you've got D one rankings, you've got the riders rankings, you you've got there's everybody and their mama that yeah. puts out a ranking for college baseball. In my in my official rankings, the D T official rankings, they're number one. So that could help their average out a little bit. I just need somebody to publish my rankings. <laughs> I guess I could publish my own rankings, volunteer roadshow. So yeah. Officially <laughs> officially published. Officially have your own. Y'all are the panel of voters. I'll get your take on every other team. We'll, we'll vote to see what the, the rest looks like, but I'll go ahead and call it now number one team. But in all seriousness, I think they're a top-ten team. 
I think they'll make it. I, I don't know that they're as good as last year's team just because that was going to be one of the teams that a program doesn't get very often. I mean, you could just tell they were next level, but I don't think there will be that much of a drop, honestly. I mean, it you've got you got up to five preseason All-Americans. Uh, Pav behind the plate. Um, Ferguson's won nearly every preseason award you can possibly win. He's solid. So, I mean, it – and it's not just that they're good. They're deep. They've got options everywhere. So, very excited about that. Do you all have anything else about baseball? Oh, yeah, the Tidwell kid. I'm shopping for hats. Nice. <laughs> the Tidwell kid, uh, he went to Loretta High School, which is about 30, 40 minutes away from Waynesboro. I got to play against him for uh, a year or two, something like that. And people in Knoxville, you have something to be excited about because he's a stud. Uh, his fastball moves probably a good four to six inches, got a lot of zip on it. He has a really hard biting slider. I mean, he's the hype, believe the hype. I'm telling you. Is, he's is that the same high school Ryan Weathers was out of the Padres yeah. pick? Okay. I, I got to play, I played with and against the guy who's in the Padres system and playing baseball at Tennessee right now. So, you know, out of the same high school, they, they, I believe they were on the same state championship team back in 2018, if I'm not mistaken. Something 20, no, it was 2017. It was my senior year. They won a state championship. I just – I remember that name, Ron Weathers, from that high school, and I, I remember we, we play a team in a tournament that had gotten their teeth kicked in by Loretto, and they kicked our teeth in, which wasn't saying much for our high school. But, I mean, my goodness, if, if they were good enough to whip that team that made a mockery of us, then that Loretto has got to be a – which Farragut – Loretto had about a three- to four-year stretch there where – because they had guys like Weathers, a uh, dude named Jacob Laws, Jacob James, they could throw three freaking stud lefties at you just after the other. I mean, they were they were hard to hit, man. They were so hard to hit. It's like and like, like they were kind of like our basketball team. Their offense wasn't always there, but when it was, you couldn't beat them because they could shut you out, hold you to one or two runs. It was unreal. Sounds like Telahoma's high school. That's that's right next. That's twenty minutes where mm -hmm. I'm at. That's where everything's located because my town is. Uh, most thing, everything's closed after 5 p.m. So, Telahoma is the the spot where you go. Telahoma was ranked in the top 50 in high schools in the country for a while. That's where um, Justice Sheffield, the Sheffield yeah. brothers, Justin Sheffield's where he's from. I mean, they had that's the two biggest names I know of. Which I think Jordan, his brother, he was with the Dodgers in their organization last time I checked. But Justice is big leagues now. I mean, he. I remember playing them in maybe middle school, something like that, where the mounds weren't the same length as high school was. So you had him up there 13 years old, and he's already pumping 85 by then. And good luck. I mean, it, honest to God, just close your eyes and swing. You've got a better chance than actually trying to time him up. I mean, he's he was filthy then. He's filthy now. So Farragut High School was my other point. Farragut was ranked in the top ten in the country, I think, right here in Tennessee for yeah. high school teams. So I didn't know they were a juggernaut like that, but that's a that's about as close of a pipeline as you can have to the baseballs right there for Tony Vitello to go down and flex his muscle, show his pearly white teeth, 
and uh, take yeah take the players' mothers out to dinner, stuff like that. I mean he's he's got a he's got a stomping grounds right there, right there. Tony Vitello is going to get to work in Farragut. But that's all I had baseball. Anything else from y'all? That's it. Well, is there anything I'm missing? I think we covered everything. I don't think we missed anything. I mean, transfer portal yeah. hasn't hasn't changed really. Um, maybe we get Big Cat Bryant now. Maybe he's he stays in. Uh, Toa Toa still same with him. Uh, Cody Brown uh, released from his NLI, but I mean that was that was coming. Um, Dylan Brooks probably the next after that. I think they're trying to hold his as long as they can. I don't think there's anything menacing behind it. I, I think they're just trying to hold his as long as they can to get him as many conversations with the staff as possible because he's your number one player in your class. So, but nothing's changed with that. I, I'm assuming I'm acting as if he's still gone, but you never know. Gone was, might work. Right. That's what you brought it in, brought him in to do, which he, he might be the, too late to this point. I mean, I wasn't Dylan Brooks's second team Auburn. And yeah. I mean, him and Alabama were both pushing hard for him. I don't know why is Auburn is your team if it's not Rodney Garner. I don't I don't know what, why Gus Malzahn, which – I mean, I understand Pruitt a little more because he's a defensive guy. But I, I don't know why – if Auburn's not it now, I don't know why it's because of Gus Malzahn's not there. I mean, it, I, if you told me Rodney Garner left, fine. But guess where he's at now, the, the school that you're currently signed to. So, who knows with him? I don't know. Bama's there, so that would just make all in. If it broke right now that he committed to Alabama, I mean, that wouldn't surprise me at all. So I'm inevitably preparing for that. But those were the only names I really stuck out to me. I don't have any locks the week this week just because every bet I've placed lately is an L. So I am temporarily retiring until the next uh, 10 team parlay. But I guess my lock, um, lock of the week, I'll go. I'll keep I'll keep mine the same uh, on Ty Simpson. Just delayed my lock for a week. Anybody anybody got anybody feeling lucky with anything new? Anything that's piqued your interest? Balls will be three and zero after this weekend. Baseballs. Oh yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But they should. I mean, it's Georgia Southern. I don't know if Georgia Southern being a powerhouse or anything, but I don't think so. Not, not to my knowledge. Okay. They played Georgia pretty well last year, I read, but uh, shouldn't be too big of a, an issue. Hopefully we, beat, not. we had some really big wins last year. We beat oh, what, yeah. who, Texas? Beat Texas Tech when they were number one, beat Stanford. Yeah. Um, yeah, Stanford, that was another one. ETSU wasn't really an awful team, I don't think, especially with that rivalry right there. I mean, it, it's those are always kind of tougher games. We smacked them mm-hmm. around. I mean, we were what? 15 – yeah, 15 and two, I think, and one of the losses was to Wright State. It was a night where your pitching staff was good. It was it was terribly cold then, and it was probably 20 degrees, and I think we lost like three to two, two to one. So, it just – it was a pretty – if you're a fan of pitching, that was a great game for you to be at because it, it was just there weren't any big hits, anything like that. So – I mean, in baseball, you like I said, you play sixty games like that, you're you're going to lose to team you're not supposed to. I mean that that's going to happen. This isn't 
college football losing to Georgia State, I think was my reference last week. But more uh, head shaking things. Yeah, more head shaking things. If we don't have anything else, I'll end it before we have even more head shaking things. This has been a pretty positive show, so I don't want to end it on head shaking. (laughs) But if there's nothing else, that's been episode eight. We're out. Uh, Thanks for checking in with us, boys, and go Vols. Go Vols. Take it easy, guys.